Hello, dear listener. This is Tanner here with Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened. A reminder that these episodes about Ukraine and Russia are not scripted. They are reporting as quickly as events happen, as often as I can get them. Sometimes I will misspeak. Sometimes I will say things that are untrue, simply because the information that I have at the time is all that I'm being given. In the future, we may look back at things I say here and we'll realize, oh, he was totally wrong about that. But remember, I am doing this because I want people to be as updated as I am, because I'm trying to stay as updated as possible about the events that are happening and trying to report them as unbiased as I possibly can. So with that being said, please give me grace if I misspeak, and please remember that I'm trying to do my absolute best. Without further ado, enjoy this one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It is early in the morning this morning, and I'm just getting new tidbits of information. I was up very late last night, uh, partially because I was with some friends, partially because I was continually checking to see if there's a, there were any new updates on the situation in Ukraine, and we do have some significant changes in the situation in Ukraine. Uh, first of all, I got to correct myself a few times on some things that I, some facts that I got wrong. Two days ago, I said that well, three days ago, I said that there was amphibious fighting in Odessa. Two days ago, I reported that that was actually untrue at that time, but then amphibious fighting had started in Odessa. I have to correct that again and say that there actually now are reports that either very minimal fighting or no fighting at all has taken place in the city of Odessa on the western banks of uh, Ukraine on the Black Sea. So I'm not sure what footage I was seeing of gunfire in Odessa. Uh, I guess that was captioned incorrectly, but there, as far as I know today, there is no fighting in Odessa so far. I also said yesterday that I was going to explain to you why Putin had decided, and, and some reasons why Putin said he was invading the Ukraine. Now, strangely enough, Putin released in a statement yesterday that said, a clarification that this is not an invasion of Ukraine and we are not fighting Ukrainian people. Um, first of all, there are Russian soldiers in Ukraine killing Ukrainian civilians and Ukrainian soldiers. So that feels a lot like an invasion to me. Um, Putin's reasoning is that he said there these are terrorists and thugs. And uh, I'm trying to remember the specific wording that he used to describe the Ukrainian government. He definitely called them terrorists and thugs. Oh, he also called them drug drug addicts. And he said that he is participating in the denazification of the Ukraine. I'm sure you can kind of understand what denazification means. It means he wants to clear all the Nazis out of Ukraine. That's kind of an unfortunate way to look at it by Putin and if he actually sees it that way, he probably shouldn't have told the rest of the world because it's kind of preposterous that there's that that there's a bunch of Nazis living in Ukraine, mostly because the president of Ukraine is Jewish. Now, there are groups of neo-Nazis in eastern Ukraine, and, and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat that there are actual real life neo-Nazis living in eastern Ukraine. And actually, a lot of those neo-Nazis turned out. Uh, turned out they were training Ukrainian civilians to fight against a potential Russian invasion. Um, so there are Nazis living in the Ukraine, and uh, that's been proven. But if, as far as I know, they're all living in eastern Ukraine, and so if 
Putin actually was trying to denazify the Ukraine, he probably should have just invaded eastern Ukraine, cleared out those groups of neo-Nazis, and then headed back to Russia. Doesn't seem like that's what he's doing. So that's his, that's one of the reasons that he's given. He's still standing by the idea that this is a, quote, special operation in the Ukraine. It's not an invasion. Now, I've got some news about that. Been uh, doing some research this morning. Now, there was a, there was a group of captured Russian tankers near Kharkov. I don't know if that means that they were carrying tanks of fuel on trucks or if they were actually in Russian tanks. Um... And this Russian soldier is saying something very interesting. Uh, he says, quote, Mom, Dad, I didn't want to go to Ukraine. They said that we were going to bilateral exercises with the 25th Brigade. This is interesting because it corroborates what we talked about a couple days ago, in which a platoon of Russian soldiers surrendered to the Ukrainian military because they said we weren't... We're not here to kill Ukrainians, and we weren't told that we were going to be here killing Ukrainians, and we don't want to do that. This corroborates that claim that that's why they surrendered. It could be very easily reasoned that those guys were just trying to save their own hide, but now that there are two instances of this, two reported instances that I'm seeing of this happening, there's probably more than that, but right now I've, I've, I personally have seen two reported instances of Russian soldiers surrendering and saying the exact same thing. So that's very, very interesting. A couple of other uh, developments that are happening. So we talked yesterday about the hacker group Anonymous, the de decentralized hacker group Anonymous, which is more of a movement than a group. They said um, a quote-unquote representative of Anonymous said that Anonymous is waging an actual cyber war against Russia. Again, I said yesterday that a lot of people could kind of just like Say, okay, fine, anonymous, great, a bunch of hackers are attacking Russia, cool. But it seems like their attack is actually working, because just 18 minutes before I started recording this podcast, Anonymous took down the Kremlin website. The actual Russian governmental website is down, and Anonymous is responsible for that. Anonymous has claimed responsibility for that. Now, it, it might not be their... It might not have been Anonymous who did that, but it seems to me like two days ago they declared war on Russia, and now these things are happening. That's a lot. Protests across the world are breaking out against Russian aggression. There was a huge protest in Georgia last night. Not Georgia the United States, but Georgia the country. And remember, Russia invaded Georgia 18 years ago. Georgia fought a war with Russia. And they lost. And now, tens of thousands of people protested in Georgia last night against this Russian aggression in Ukraine. There have also been protests in Lithuania, Estonia. There's a protest in Bern, Switzerland today. Protests in New York City, in the United States, in uh, London. There's been protests. There's protests all over the world. And remember, huge protests happening in Moscow and St. Petersburg. Those protests are actually entering their third day now. Protesting in Russia without a sanction is completely illegal, and these protesters are being arrested. It's it's going to be interesting to see how Putin decides to respond to the protests in Russia, but it's very clear that people are not into this war. Yesterday I talked about the ghost of Kiev, one of the legends that was born. It seems today that this man 
who downed six Russian jets in the first day and a half of fighting, has been identified. His name is Vladimir Abdonov. He's a Ukrainian pilot. And there are pictures of him right here. And what's crazy is these pictures, I mean... These pictures look like he's just a kid. Crazy. It's crazy to think about. Oh, sorry, I was mistaken. He is not just a kid. He's an adult. There's some pictures of him when he was very young in the Ukrainian military, but he is an adult. He looks like he's probably in his late late 30s or mid-40s. But he has been identified. He's a real person. This is not just a propaganda campaign by the Ukrainian military. He's a real guy. The Russian advance in southeastern Ukraine is continuing, and they are continuing to fight forward. It seems that the Russians have captured the city of Melitopol, which is in the southeast of Ukraine. So the Russian advance in southeastern Ukraine is still garnering some success. Now, I talked yesterday a little bit about how it seems like a frightening situation in the Ukraine because Russians are already at the borders of Kiev, which is the capital of Ukraine. So automatically you would think, wow, the Russians are already, if they're already that deep, they probably have taken a lot of territory. But fortunately for the Ukrainians, it doesn't seem like the Russians have made much headway on a lot of other parts of Ukraine. I hope you'll bear with me. I'm actually looking this up on my phone right now. I'm looking for a map of this invasion. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a map that was updated just very recently in the last couple hours. It looks like uh, Russians have, their their furthest advance has been northward from Crimea, and I think that's because that is the least heavily defended part of Ukraine. They probably have, looks like they have gotten maybe 100 miles northward into Ukraine. And remember, Ukraine is a territory as big as Texas. There's still a lot of territory that is not under Russian control. In the east, it looks like they haven't actually made very much headway. Looks like the Russian invasion is not capitalizing on their progress in the east. In the north, on the border of Belarus, it looks like the Russian military has captured less territory than they have southward in Crimea as they're advancing on Kiev. This is probably because there's more staunch resistance guarding Kiev, and this leads to our biggest story of the day, which is the Battle of Kiev happened last night. What could pro- what will probably be remembered as the first Battle of Kiev happened last night. And I watched this battle unfold in real time. It was one of the most anxiety-inducing, vigorous moments of my life to watch this happen in real time. So what happened is that Russian columns attacked the Ukrainian capital city of Kiev. Now for, I'm sure you would understand that the people of Kiev have been fortifying this city for a long time. And they were ready for this attack. They were really, really ready for this attack. So, Ukrainian time early this morning, a large column of Russian soldiers and vehicles rolled into what I believe to be western Kiev. They crossed a bridge and they started going down one of the main streets of Kiev. Remember that the Ukrainian populace is armed right now. The Ukrainian government armed all of their people. They said, anybody who wants a gun, you can have a gun. Yesterday, they also released a series of instruction manuals to the people and put them on the internet to show how to make Molotov cocktails. And that's going to come into play in just a second. 
So the, this column of Russian troops and vehicles started rolling down the one of the main streets of Kiev. As it did, every single building that it passed erupted into gunfire, and Molotov cocktails were thrown from balconies and from uh, store windows as the people of Kiev fought back against the Russian invasion. A lot of these were Ukrainian soldiers, but also a lot of them were just people. As I read in the news, it, they, they're referring to them as irregular citizen militia. So as this battle started, for every inch of ground that the Russians gained, they suffered horrendously for it. We don't have any numbers of how many Russians may have died in this battle yet, but... It looks like they made it, there was a map that I saw, and it looks like they made it maybe three or four city blocks before they were stopped and forced to turn back. And part of that is because the Ukrainians built barricades in the streets, and as the mechanized, uh, and we're not talking just like a wooden barricade, we're talking like they bricked up streets, they put heaps of bent metal and bricks and earthworks and stuff just all over the city streets of Kiev, and so as the mechanized units tried to attack these barricades, the peop there were dozens of Ukrainians standing behind the barricades and in, and in the buildings to the sides, and as the vehicles hit the earthworks, they began to, th the people rose up over the barricade and started throwing Molotov cocktails onto these vehicles, disabling them, and... There is video footage of this. Let me see if I can find a little bit of video footage of this. Here's something that I found, and it is... These are sounds from the Battle of Kiev that happened last night. I'm going to try to play these from my phone and play them in the microphone and hope that you can hear them. Footage from nearby Kiev, and uh, it's not. It's this is so. This is not footage taken at the front line. This is taken from several blocks away. You can see it, it is nighttime there. You can see fire illuminating the night sky. You can hear tons of gunfire. I sent this one of my friends, and I said it sounds like the Battle of Stalingrad, and how I imagine that would have sounded. Okay, this is a video that I found on Twitter. This was released about nine hours ago, and this is a this is a video from the front lines of the Battle of Kiev, which is absolutely incredible footage to see. So I'm going to play it, and I'm going to watch it and report to you what I'm seeing. So this is a city street in Kiev. There is a what looks like a Russian motorized vehicle heading toward a barricade, and they just get bombarded by a hail of Molotov cocktails. You can't really see any people in this video yet, but... Now the camera's panning around and there's a second Russian motorized vehicle on the other side of the street. Also hit a barricade and is now being bombarded by Molotov cocktails. You still can't really see any people. Now the camera's panning around. And now you are seeing... Oh my goodness, there's dozens of Ukrainians throwing Molotov cocktails. They're within feet of this motorized vehicle and it's... Looks like the vehicle is retreating now, but is probably disabled. It probably won't get very far. But in, really, there's dozens of Ukrainians in this video. In this video, and most of them are not in military uniform. They just look like regular people. It is what's happening in Kiev is a profound reaction from the Ukrainian people. Okay, that leads to our uh, the, that development is not over. Me talking about that is not over because it seems that after the battle took place last night, the Russians did retreat from Kiev, 
Um, whatever Russian soldiers were attacking the city have retreated, um, and the city is relatively quiet this morning. Or at least it was early this morning. An apartment building was hit by a Russian missile this morning, and there were no deaths reported, but there were people who were injured from the attack. But this represents a significant shift in the power balance between Russia and the Ukraine. And it has had profound repercussions around the world and with the Ukrainian people. So what happened last night is that the Russians attacked the capital of Kiev and they were pushed back, with probably many of them dying. Ukrainians reported that 35 Ukrainians died in battle last night, which is tragic. Russians have not reported any casualty numbers from what happened last night. And I'm assuming that they probably don't want to because I believe they probably lost a lot of soldiers in that attack, in a fruitless attack on the capital of Kiev. But because of this attack and this victory of the Ukrainian people, it seems the Ukrainian people are rallying. I saw this morning a photo of the Polish border, and it looks like there are hundreds of Ukrainians who are wanting to be let back into Ukraine. Remember that there are now 150,000 refugees from Ukraine in neighboring countries, but this is the first we've seen of Ukrainians trying to get back into the Ukraine. It's likely they're going back into Ukraine because they want to fight, because they are hearing that this is actually working. There are bombed out Russian convoys all over the Ukrainian country, and I've seen videos of Russian convoys that are just completely charred and black and sitting empty on roads because they're being ambushed by Ukrainian forces and destroyed. New numbers out of the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian Defense Force are that they may have inflicted as many as 3,000 casualties on the Russian army, which is absolutely unbelievable. And remember that this army is being led by Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. There's actually a, a video right here of him drinking coffee with his soldiers this morning. Homie's just drinking coffee with his soldiers. They won a battle last night, and he's just drinking coffee with them this morning. This is unbelievable. This is a real leader. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. There's footage here of the Ukrainian army attacking a Russian military vehicle, taking a Russian soldier prisoner. There is a video here of a Russian plane burning in a field. This is no longer going as well as Putin thought it was going to go. I think that he may be taken aback by the fighting taking place. In Ukraine and how viciously the Ukrainian people are fighting back. Now, remember that the bulk of Russia's forces are not in Ukraine yet. Most of them are still on the border. This was really mo mostly an attack, uh, an advance group into, into the Ukraine. And I think that Putin's lies that he is doing this attack as a, quote, special military operation and not an invasion will really hurt his chances because if this continues to be a special military military operation and he holds to that standard, he will keep more troops out of the Ukraine. But if he sends a large group of troops into Ukraine, then he can't stand by the, quote, special mil military operation narrative any longer because it will officially be Ukraine in the uh, Ukraine. It will officially be an invasion and anybody will be able to see that. The Ukrainian army seeming to rally Looks like last night they retook a special strategic airport in in southern Ukraine where uh, they were launching a lot of aerial attacks from. So it looks like the ghost of Kiev has a new place that he can park his plane. They retook an airfield from the Russian army. That is really good news for the Ukrainians. So what do we got so far? 
the initial Russian advance into the Ukrainian capital of Kiev has been pushed back by really a lot of Ukrainian populace, not actually Ukrainian army, but people with Molotov cocktails have pushed back a mechanized column from the capital of Kiev. There are reports of various Russian soldiers. Right now I have two, there's probably more. Russian soldiers being captured, being told, and, and telling their captors that they were not told that they were going to be killing Ukrainians, and they were being told that they were doing essentially a training drill or gathering information for whatever reason. The Ukrainian people are rallying. An airport in southern Ukraine has been recaptured by the Ukrainian military. Ukrainian people are trying to get back into Ukraine from Poland. This is, this is amazing. This is an amazing thing that we're watching today. It's absolutely unbelievable. More and more Russian fighter jets are being destroyed, costing Putin dearly. More and more R Russian convoys are being destroyed. One right outside of Kiev last night was completely bombed out. This is absolutely incredible that we're seeing this happen. Earlier, when I was watching the news three days ago, I saw a newscaster refer to this as David and Goliath, and they said, it's very unlikely that David will be successful in this fight. Well, in the first two days, I would have absolutely agreed. Last night, I think that changed. Even though Ukraine is still David, and Russia is still Goliath, Russia still has plenty of resources at its disposal, Ukraine has proven that they are more than willing to fight back against this superior Russian force. Before I finish, looks like I'm seeing a video that was just published 12 minutes ago of a recruitment office in the Ukraine. And there is a long line of people looking to sign up to be in the Ukrainian military officially. This is amazing. I know I've said that so many times, but this really is amazing, and my heart goes out to the people of the Ukraine. I paused it for just a moment, and I'm getting some new information that is very, very important that to report to you. Looks like a spy plane from the United States was flying very, very close to Russian airspace last night during the Battle of Kiev. And this was found because their transponder was on and so you could see them on sky maps and their plane came up on sky maps and it was very obvious that it was a, this was a US plane the united states has technology that allows for this kind of radar not to pick up their craft and they could even turn off that transponder civilians could see this that had that had uh, the ability to see sky maps which means that the russians could see this if the United States turned off the transponder, civilians wouldn't be able to see that. Russians might still see it, but civilians wouldn't be able to see that. Now, what that means is that the United States was flying a spy plane super close to Ukrainian or to Russian airspace, knowing that the Russians would see it, knowing that civilians would see it. And what that could mean is that the United States is very closely monitoring the situation. I don't know exactly what that means for the United States and what could happen, perhaps if that spy plane was shot down or whatever, but it's interesting that the United States had a plane flying that close to Russian airspace during a hot war while that's happening. 
And the last thing, just discovered a video here that was posted eight minutes ago. And the video is three Ukrainians sitting in a car driving along the road. They pull up to a Russian convoy that seems to have broken down. And they slow down their car, roll down the window, and just say hello to the Russians. And then they keep driving. The Ukrainians are no longer afraid of the Russian army. The Russian army is on the defensive right now, at least in Kiev and northeastern Ukraine. Their advance has stalled. It's not going as well as I think Putin probably wanted it to go. And a lot of the Russian army didn't even know they were going to be in Ukraine to kill Ukrainians. This is no longer going well for Russia. The first two days, it was Russia's ballgame. Now, the Ukrainians are fighting back. They've launched an attack on Russian soil. They've retaken a strategic airfield. They've beaten back an, an, a mechanized column from their capital. Inflicted thousands of casualties reportedly on the Russians while only losing several hundred soldiers. If this is a modern-day David and Goliath, David has cast his first few stones and Goliath is feeling the pain. That's a little Bible reference for everybody who knows the story. All right. <clears throat> That's my update for this morning. Uh, have a great day, everybody. I am going to probably be updating much later tonight on the events going on. Uh, stay safe. And if you are in Ukraine, if you are in Ukraine, they are taking enlistments. And I think you're winning. At least in the last 24 hours, you've been winning. So... Stay safe, and thanks for listening.